episode 82 of the Bowery Capital Startup Sales Podcast. Hi there, and welcome back to the Bowery Capital Startup Sales Podcast. Today, we have Bobby Joe Price, VP of Sales at ClearCare with us. Welcome to the show, Bobby Joe. Thank you, Alex. It's a pleasure to be here. So before we get into today's topic about restructuring your org as your product moves upstream, can you share a bit about your background and how you ended up here at ClearCare? Sure, I'd love to. I started in, in sales about 16 years ago, and I really got into tech, though, about eight years ago. Uh, and, um, you know, I don't think a lot of people in sales grew up as kids thinking, I want to be in sales. You kind of fall into it when uh, you realize that your personality matches it. And, you know, my background was more psychology. And I quickly realized that um, sales is all about psychology. It's about understanding what a person needs uh, to be successful and then helping them solve that problem. Yep. So uh, I... Falling into uh, into clear care has really been a great journey through the, the tech world, and I um, started in long term care, which is where clear care focuses, uh, where our where our, where our product fits. And I joined the, this industry about four years ago. Okay. And um, and for our listeners who maybe aren't as familiar with what clear care does, can you tell us a little bit about the product? Yes, so we are a, an enterprise platform uh, solution for home care agencies. Uh, we, we help uh, agencies that are sending caregivers into seniors' homes and spending time with them. Uh, and and we, we help our agencies uh, match caregivers and clients, run their business, grow their business, and uh, help communicate with family members who want to know what's happening with their mom and dad. Amazing. Amazing. And one quick thing before we jump into our conversation, what's one thing on the podcast that our listeners don't know about you? <laughs> I was prepared for this question. I've heard you <laughs> ask it before. So uh, I, I grew up in South Dakota and I grew up on a, on a ranch and I was uh, Miss Rodeo South Dakota and wow. have been racing uh, barrels and pole bending for, for years. Oh my so. gosh. Do you still ride in the Bay Area? Sometimes. I, I still participate and volunteer at a therapeutic riding center. So I, I, I help kids, uh, disabled kids, uh, get joy from horses. And I've moved on from horses now to uh, motorcycles and bicycles. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> I, I still have the need for speed. It's just a different a legs different. now. Yes. Very cool. Well, so glad to have you on today. So as we start to think about restructuring, an organization when the product moves upstream. I think an important thing to note is how that rollout is is addressed to the organization and the team. So can we first start talking a little bit about that and, and how you go about doing that? Right, right. And this is something that ClearCare has been uh, 
started thinking about about two years ago, and 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 it's a process for the entire company, the organization, and in in sales specifically, you really have to be cognizant and thoughtful about the team and and the members of the team because you you put a lot of effort into hiring the right people and growing those people, and so you want to make sure you you put the right individuals and sales reps in the positions that that make sense and right. that's going to set them up for success. As well as the company, so it's uh, there are quite a few different decisions that uh, need to be made, and, and that's is, and first and foremost is deciding: do you need to hire anyone from the outside to bring in to sell those enterprise accounts, or do you have the individuals internally already that you can grow and are ready to step in into that role? Yep. Absolutely. And as the product shifts, there are probably different pain points that need to be addressed and um, benefits as well. So how do you tell the team about those and, and outline that for them? Right, right. So uh, what's what's key to figuring out what those top points are and, and what's the best is if you can land one of those those large those large clients first and really white glove them go be be there on site during the implementation process so they can give you the feedback you need for what talking points are going to help you win the entire market so it's kind yep. of that that first fish that you that you land um, you you really leverage that relationship so they're a success and then they can educate you on how to win the rest of the market absolutely and I think there's obviously a piece about training that buying process and, and training the team on how to work with customers like that. Can you speak a little to that? Right, right. Yes, you know, smaller deals are usually uh, transactional, right? They can be, ours can be as short as one demonstration and wow. the two-day close, right? Our average, including all the small ones that we have, are really about 35 days to, to close, so very short sales cycles. So you have a sales team that's used to that type of motion uh, and um, demoing on that first call and then, you know, asking for the for the contract and, and um, you try to do that at an enterprise level and um, you've just completely you know, messed up that relationship and that confidence, yeah. right? They, they've now lost confidence in you. So um, it's making sure that uh, the training is done up front with both the SDR team and the account executive team because it does start with that tip of the spear of them setting the right expectations as far as what that first call will be with the account exec. It's, it's not going to be a demonstration. It's going to be a conversation. And uh, that conversation needs to be discovery to understand what's happening in that enterprise account. You know, who are the different stakeholders involved? And then try to build relationship and rapport with them to understand their individual pain points. So when you do have that broader discussion with the larger team, it's it's uh, about, it, it's uh, specifically geared towards them and, and it's not just a generic demonstration. And you can call out each different stakeholder at the different points that's relevant where you're solving their problem. Yep. And um, it's, it's uh, implementing that sort of training and different approach to the account that's important uh, before you get too deep into the, the pipeline of, of large accounts. Absolutely. And there's probably a point where you have to set that ex expectation with the team and train them and, and almost re-onboard them mm -hmm. to teach them this new cycle. What does that look like? Right, right. Yes, there's a lot of... Uh, of uh, 
pizza and coffee brought in to, to have you know, in-depth all-day trainings with, with the team to really yep. change that mindset. And, and that's where you, you have to decide, do you have the team in place that you can grow, which is always ideal. It's great to be able to promote from within, right? It builds it builds great morale in the company. Um, or do you bring someone else in to, to help be the, the, the lead and provide that example for the team? Right. So, uh, um, yeah, it's starting with, with the process and the flow and really understanding the client and or the prospect and um, what their needs are and working backwards from there. Right. And then other teams in the org are, are getting involved the same way because as you're moving upstream, I'm sure product has to change. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Right, right. Yes. Uh, you know, following up on that on that last point too, and I'll, I'll um, answer your question here, uh, expectations need to be set too with even your CEO board as far as uh, when you start m- moving upstream because right. The, sh- the longer sales cycles affect revenue. So, Everyone, yeah. so you need to make sure that expectations are set across the board that, um, you know, hey, we're, we're, we're fishing with these three large ones, but they're not going to be closed next month. It's going to be next quarter because mm-hmm. of, of these reasons. So it's setting expectations uh, with everyone on when you're moving upstream. And then with uh, other departments, you're the the voice and the uh, of the company, and and you're the one who is the closest to the to the market and the clients, being in the sales organization. So that feedback has to be really solid back to the product team, VP of engineering, uh, and even onboarding, right, to make sure that they're getting the right the right information, so you can continue to build out the product. Because an enterprise client is going to need something different than a startup organization. Absolutely, absolutely, and. I think so product is involved now obviously sales is is very much looped in on all of this implementation let's talk about those guys <laughs> right right yes we've actually started to roll out an entire new onboarding plan before it was uh, it was a, a lot of videos and and uh, kind of self onboarding because our, our system is very user friendly and yep. and uh, that's why it's so it's so successful and we've been successful as a company is um it's easy to use and easy to onboard, uh, but you get into an enterprise style where you have many different departments that need to communicate. You really need to have handholding, yep. and and so I've been working very closely with the onboarding team to build out a, a premier onboarding solution that um, clients sign up for, and it involves a lot of on-sites and and um, multiple trainers even getting involved. So it's working very collaboratively with each department to set the whole company up for success. Because if the sales organization has success, but there isn't any preparation on that back end, um, sales will quickly be hurt because uh, you know word of mouth is, uh, is, is very strong. Yep. Uh, especially in today's tech, tech age, right? Where everything's on the Open internet. Open dad. <laughs> yep. Yes, exactly. So um, it's, it's really uh, sales, I, I, I feel sales responsibility to make sure the entire organization is prepared for, for that shift. Yep. And as everything's shifting, what changes internally on the sales team? What sort of restructuring is going on there with the teams? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so you know, ideally, we, as mentioned, a couple of different options, right, of being able to promote from within. Uh, it, it's managing those expectations of, of individuals who might feel that they wanted to deserve their promotion and have earned it to work larger deals, and now they have to stay with SMB deals. Mm-hmm. So it's managing those expectations and really selling the change internally. Uh, that's really key. Okay. And as far as pipeline, that's probably something that, that comes up a decent amount. How do you manage pipeline throughout that transition? Um, you know, different 
agencies are going to take longer and how, how does that get communicated? Right, right. Yeah, I guess I, I, uh, I touched on that earlier with um, ma- managing expectations with with CEO and and um, making sure they understand that as we're moving upstream, if we're taking a part of the team that was doing really well, and uh, that's why they're getting this promotion, and now they're fishing upstream, we might lose some momentum and um, shift shift focus, uh, which will take a couple months to be get back on on track, right? Um, so there are a couple of things that you can really do is. Uh, run several promotions and um, try to fill up the pipeline in those uh, mid-tier accounts so you can um, have some good months there while you're you're, you're working on the larger accounts. And um, to keep people focused there, you could you know, change comp plans or, or have a, it's always difficult to change comp plans mid, yep. mid-year. Uh, so some easy things are, are able to do, you know, spot bonuses or, or different internal uh, uh, promotions that you can give the sales team to focus on the different areas you need to to, to fill the gap as you try to um, figure out that sales cycle with the larger accounts. Yep. Do you have any favorite spiffs that you've run or ones that you think have worked really well? Yeah, we have. Uh, so you have the AEs and the and the SDRs and the SDR. It's it's a tough job, right? It's yeah. it's um. Uh, coming in, making 50, 70 calls a day and getting told no 48 of those times, right? So uh, keeping that fun and uh, realize and helping them realize what what importance they, they provide in the organization, we created the roulette wheel. Okay. And so we have uh, spins. If, if you, depending on how many demos you book and the size of those demos uh, for the account execs, you get to spin the wheel. And um, we've had people go home with some pretty uh, pretty good amounts of cash in their hand. Is it usually always a cash bonus or are there other things too? We've, uh, you know, uh, day off is uh, very okay. popular. <laughs> or uh, like a, a trip to the wine country, you know, things like that Fun. get pretty, uh, pretty exciting. Yes. And the whole, the whole um, company comes over to see who's going to win something yep. big. Oh, I love that. And as far as going back to restructuring, this this made me think of um, of this point, but when you're restructuring to move upstream, does the ratio between SDRs to AEs change? Yeah, that's a that's a great question and um Honestly, we're it's fluid. We we keep we keep changing. We've uh, we had it first where we also changed the SDR team to where we had one SDR line with those large agencies as we fin- figure out the top track and and the the messages that really resonate. Um, but now we're we're going back to splitting the team half and half. Got it. And um, so I think I think really what's important is that is that you're analytical about it and um, you. You, you're looking at the numbers and, and really watching it, seeing trends. And then when, you, when you're spotting a trend, good or bad, you, you take action right away and, and, and change it if it's, if it's going the wrong direction. Right. And when you do change it, or if you see it going in the wrong direction, how much of that is communicated to the team and in what way? Yes, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a huge believer in transparency and um, really being behind behind each individual and helping them in their professional career. So if it's if it's um, if it's going the wrong way, uh, you I sit down with, with each person individually and get them bought into um, really understanding why. And um, and if it's not them, it's, it was my decision, right? Mm-hmm. I, I chose this path and and it was the wrong one. Yep. Um, and, and and they got um, and they were just the the the, the point of it. Um, uh, so I. Uh, um, talk to them about uh, 
selling them on the the reorg again, and and how now we're gonna we're gonna tran- transform and and uh, move the team um, in this other direction, and here are the reasons why. So a lot of times, if it's because of a reorg a decision that I made, I'll I'll take the blame and yep. say I didn't have you in the right place. I I didn't understand exactly what the effect would be. Right. Right. So uh, this has been wonderful. Thank you for coming on. Any final thoughts for our listeners today? Uh, I would say don't be afraid to um, to fish upstream, right? It's, it's it's a great way to increase revenue and um, and, and and grow the business, but uh, don't underestimate the importance of planning and uh, and and really taking the time to prepare and make sure that the message is right and uh, get those clients on board to um, help you make that make that transition. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, and we're excited to chat with you in the future. Thank you for downloading this Bowery Capital Startup Sales Podcast. Bowery Capital is a business software-focused venture capital firm specializing in helping our founders build initial revenue traction. For more information, please visit us online at BoweryCap.com backslash blog.